morning. Welcome to One With Conversation. As we hit the road, ready for the day, and for fuck's sake, will I not learn my lesson? Never once have I learned my lesson. You don't trust the fucking weatherman. You just don't. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Even though I knew, even though it, just, it looked fishy, their reporting looked fishy, I should have known that they were erring on the side of scare tactics and attention. Because if they don't have something bad to report, everybody just fucking turns away from them. Nobody nobody's loves them if it's like this great report. Nobody's like, ah, it's a nice day tomorrow, 80 and, you know, no problems. But if the second there's a problem, they, everybody's locked in on this guy. The second there's any kind of issue, we're locked in on this motherfucker. And he's got our attention, and we are not turning away. So what did they all say yesterday? Freezing rain, icy conditions... Meanwhile, it said like 41 degrees and rainy. But they had to say, oh, well, if it, if it dips a few degrees below that, then it's going to be icy. Now, what I got this morning? A chilly day with some rain. I thought for sure, I'm like, oh, well, yeah, it sounds like a two-hour delay, school two-hour delay. And then I'll get in the car and I'll probably hit a little traffic and whatever. If I miss my train, it's just a safety issue. There's no real issue if it's rainy and icy out and you're a little bit late. But now it's just, it's just raining. Fucking weather, man. It's all over it. You got just fucking, just putting out the worst possible scenario for the weather. I wonder, you know what, I wonder if it's, uh... Well, there, be, there can't be liability, right? There's no such thing as that. If a weatherman says something and it's wrong, could someone be like, oh, well, I thought it was going to be a lot nicer out because this weatherman said so? I hit this skidded black ice. You can't get sued for that, right? It's an imperfect science. I think we understand that. Well, I think a lot of people understand that. There are a lot of idiots out there who will just take the weatherman at their word and go out there. I mean, the weatherman said it'd be 80 and sunny today. They'd probably go out there and say, oh, it's going to clear up any second now. But no, that's, you know what, reminds me of being a kid and just thinking you had a sure thing, two hour delay the next day. For sure you had it, you were locked in. You don't really, maybe you don't do your homework or you kind of start it or you half-ass it. You're like, I'll just finish it, I get two hours in the morning, I'll finish it. There's no fear, quite like the fear of a kid on that school bus getting help from his friends trying to figure out and you knew exactly who on the bus was in your class you know what I mean you knew exactly who had the same teacher you know you could ask for help and know who you couldn't ask for help you knew who was kind of a narc and who was kind of cool but that kind of panic that's a panic I haven't felt since I was in middle school I didn't take the bus to high school, that's why. That kind of panic is something... It's unique, and it's, it's, it's fucking special to a middle school kid or a high school kid. Been cursed not the weatherman for fucking 30 years, man. That motherfucker. Yeah, I don't think I had the grudge against the weatherman when I was 12, but... 
the seeds were planted. I was probably yelling at snow. Maybe kick, maybe kicking myself, blame myself. No, don't blame yourself, kid. You wanted to believe. You wanted to believe that there was a God and that he would help you out and give you an extra two hours the next day so you can stay up and watch. I don't know, what, what did I even watch? There was, um... What was the one with Jay Moore's wife? That was that show was that show was on. Unhappily ever after was that the name of the show? I gotta revisit that show. I mean, it was for twelve year for a twelve year old. It was pretty great. Thirteen year old was pretty great because Jay Moore's wife Nikki Cox would come in like at least twice a show, have an outfit change, and uh, just flaunting and it was uh it was it was heaven but i had to revisit it you know the kid e from entourage was in it i think he was her brother and the father i don't remember who the father was but he used to hang out in the basement with a talking stuffed bunny or something and i wonder if there was some i I could kind of picture him on the couch in the basement drinking a beer but i wonder if there was some hints that he was getting stoned huh Unhappily Ever After. I had to find the DVD box set for that. Oh, it was classic 90s, man, where it was a, it was a complete ripoff of Married with Children. I can't remember. There was a, there must have been a mom in that show. I can't remember who it was. Every time Nikki Cox would walk in the crowd, you know, whistling and shit. Complete. Just early 90s. Taped in front of a live studio audience. And then E from Entourage shows up a couple years later on fucking Entourage. Kid probably thought he peaked when uh, he was talking to that to his father's stuffed bunny there. Oh, wow. A little trip down memory lane right there. So you stay up and watch a little bit of that. What was there? There was another one. Oh, man. There was one where it was like... It wasn't the Larry Sanders show by any stretch of the imagination, but it was kind of like the Larry Sanders show in that it was about a guy who was who was a um, like a Jerry Springer type host instead of a late night host. Oh, what the fuck was the name of that? And I don't know if there's like behind the scenes stuff of it or if it was just I could picture him on stage. Like doing his show, but I can't remember if there was like behind the scenes type stuff. And it was it was known that it was all shtick. It wasn't real. It was less real than Jerry Springer. Oh, what the fuck was the name of that show? And then there was uh, Pamela Anderson's VIP, where she was a private investigator. Of course, Pam Anderson had a moment, man. She was in everything, right? She was in Baywatch. She was in Barbed Wire. That was her movie. She um, she got her own TV show, VIP. What else was she in? Because that might be it. But that was her moment. <laughs> that might be it. She was in Playboy. To some rave reviews. I feel like I'm missing a Pam Anderson show or movie. 
barbed wire, not a great movie. Not great acting. But it's the kind of movie you could, you could get away with in the 90s. I'm going to say this right now, and it's not saying like, oh, we're so sensitive right now, but barbed wire could never get made in this day and age. And it's not because of like Me Too, it's not because of, it's, it's basically based around two hours of showing off Pam Anderson's tits, and that's the draw. It's not that, it's just because it's like that, it's like a mid-range movie that nobody's going to give any money to. It's not an indie that people are going to love, it's not a blockbuster it's a semi-actress who males 18 to 35 flock to. That you're given a shot. And, and it's like a cult kind of... I think it was probably going for that cult kind of movie. Which, by the way, I think Cats is going for that. I think Cats is try, it's going to have to try and do something like... I get these midnight showings of people dropping acid or drunks or stoners and that's going to be their shtick. I've never seen, what's that one? Rocky Horror Picture Show? I've never seen it. I don't know if it's any good. I have some serious doubts that it's good. When it came out, I have no idea why it was made or who made it or why it elevated to this cult status. But that's probably the best case scenario for Cats. Got terrible reviews. People killed it before it came out. People were killing it. And when people went to go see it, people who braved the theaters to see it, who ignored the reviews, have been crushing it themselves. But it sounds like, amongst a certain crowd of drug users, it may actually have some appeal to it. What's better? That's next. That's what we'll discuss tonight on Sunday Poor, is what's better. Barbed wire or cats? It's going to be barbed wire. I wish I could remember anybody else who was in barbed wire. That was the fucking character's name. And that was... <laughs> the movie is named after a popular tattoo in the mid to late 90s. <laughs> because everybody had the barbed wire on their bicep. I think Pam does too. And <laughs> what's what the idea come from? I got it. <laughs> oh my god. I got it. What is the whole movie? She's got that that tattoo, but that's don't look, that's not just name of the movie. That's her name. Post-apocalyptic, all leather wearing, badass bitch. And she's got and she's got a popular tattoo from 1997. Barbed wire. It's gold, Jerry. Gold. Did you ever... Are there, are there names in your world that are just ruined for you? And I'm... And yeah, like, having a kid, you kind of see it. Where you're just... You can't name this person because I knew one of these people growing up. And I just... I don't really want... I don't really want that name in my life anymore. I knew this guy, I know this girl, and, you know, just like, no, can't be, can't be associated with that name. There's, I was driving along yesterday, I took, I was off yesterday, I know, that should have, I should have addressed my absence from the show, to 
to lead, but I was uh, off yesterday uh, for for work, so there's no show. And I'm driving around, and I pass a place called, it's called Sergio's Pizza. Now, first of all, I don't think I would ever eat a place called Sergio's Pizza. It just doesn't fit. Okay, I'm not, again, I don't want to be racist here. But the name, I'm sure the name Sergio is an Italian name, but I associate it with Spanish people. And I just, I'm not going to a Spanish pizza place. I can't do it. Although, in Queens, there's a Carlo's, which is a phenomenal slice of pizza. But if you're in Connecticut, in this area, you kind of expect... If you're going for pizza, you kind of expect it to be run by an Italian. Just this area. So, I guess I'm not going to spit on Spanish Pizza Place because Carlos kills it. It's a solid slice, New York slice. Cool guys in there, too. So, all right. But Sergio, the name Sergio was ruined for me. I used to work for the guy named Sergio. And I just associate it with this complete and utter douchebag. So I'm like, oh, well, I was kind of... If if Sergio's is a place that I might eat, I couldn't possibly go back there because of this name, Sergio. And then, not even a half a mile away, on the other side of the street, there's a place called Aunt Chiladas, which, if I'm going to eat at a Spanish place, it is not going to have a Spanish pun for enchiladas in the title. I don't want to eat at a place with a pun. Okay, that seems like there's there's a limit, and your age limit on when you can. Happy birthday to Tom Brokaw as we pass the as we pass the billboard that flashes celebrities' birthdays. There's a limit for the age that you can eat at a place with a pun in its name. And enchiladas is such a bad pun, and I feel like disrespectful pun, because if it was a real ant, it would be tiachiladas. It's not going to be enchilada. I can't eat either of those places. Sergio's, you're crossed off. Enchiladas, you're crossed off. And then I think I got to go back and look now. I saw something, something spuds. It was a real, real hole in the wall type place. A few, maybe a mile or two up. It said something that they would do anything that you wanted to your spuds. Like a potato place. That seems... I just imagine... I, I doubt it was just potatoes. But I just imagined a place getting shipments of just boxes and boxes of potatoes every day. And baked potatoes. Mashed potatoes. French fried potatoes. Like a, like a Bubba Gump, but with potatoes. Bubba Gump shrimp and potato. Just, I don't know if there's enough things you could do. Potato skins. Loaded baked potato. I think that's it. I'm out of ideas. Hash browns, right? You can do hash browns with potatoes. There's got to be something else, though. Potato-based restaurant. Everything's chicken. There's another one. This is a big restaurant. Everything's, everything's like a chicken-based place. If you got chicken in your name, like a chicken-only place, I don't know, man. I gotta like chicken, but I gotta have options. These specialty places, really, having all these specialty restaurants really makes me question all these gigantic everything stores. Like we're gonna we're gonna all go to a specialty chicken restaurant, but if you need groceries, 
if you need shit to clean the interior of your car, if you need stuff to clean up your toilet, if you need toys or clothes or any of 10 million other things, you're going to go to fucking Target. But oh, chicken sandwich. I go to the place that only does chicken. It's a little weird. One-stop shop for your eating. I guess because there's only just one meal, right? You could just you don't have to bounce around. That's why Target's big because you don't have to bounce around. All right, I answer my own question. But it is fucking an oddity of human life. How about that? I'm just uh, I'm trying to. As you get older, you kind of test the limits of what you're capable of around the house. Because you got to do shit, right? You can't just be the guy that changes the light bulb. There has to be... There has to be... You, you got to do a little more than just like do the light bulbs. All right? There's got to be some sort of handyman in you. And I've, uh, to some... Um, mixed reviews. I've tried my hand at a few things. But now I'm faced with probably the scariest moment of my handyman life. And I have a slow moving toilet. It's a slow flush. There's this guy not paying attention. Of course, man. Look, you ha- why are we not turning? We're at a red light. Okay, you can turn. There's no oncoming traffic, and a guy waited too long to not fucking turn. Now I'm stuck behind this guy with a fucking anchor on his. Oh, I gotta fucking hold this guy. Let's go, man. Are we turning or what? Unfucking believable. Pay the fuck attention. Get your head out of your fucking ass and pay the fuck attention. Jesus Christ. Is it just me? Am I the only one who's fucking awake on this planet? My God. Go back to bed. Got a nice anchor. Fucking... What What are you? Get a fucking tattoo anchor on your bicep. Right next to the barbed wire. So I'm terrified of this. Because for a week I've been, I've been putting off the inevitable. I've been doing everything I can to get this toilet flushing. I've been doing the power flush. Just... Just taking pots of water and trying to flush out whatever's there. I'd find the liquid plumber, two different products, you know, put it down, send it down, and then you can't mix the products because you don't know what's going to happen. I'm not, you know, I can't be like some mad scientist. You got to have a few flushes, like a week's worth. Of, I'd take it very carefully. I got a week's worth of flushes, very slow flushes between. Still, doesn't. It doesn't go down. Still nothing. I mean, it goes down, but I mean. You can't be take, you can't be dropping a deuce in there, right? Very dangerous situation. So I don't know what's caught up in there. I got a feeling that I wonder if I fuck. I didn't even think about it. I wonder if a kid put a fucking Lego down there or something. But now I got to go with the snake, I think. But that's it. Now what if it is something like that? It's just gonna get pushed further down the pipe. Fuck. Yeah, just, that's a wild card right there. I have to consider. But the snake is one of the most disgusting possibilities. I can't... It's a one-use-only item. You use the snake to unclog a toilet. Mission accomplished, but... You gotta send that guy out a hero. And even if it doesn't... Go to here, you gotta get rid of it. It's done. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. 
oh man, I wonder if it's fucking, I've plunged the fuck, the living fuck out of this thing. It's terrifying, man. There's just no, there's, there's just no, no way to know what's going to happen here. All right, listen, I want you to tune in tonight for Sunday, for tomorrow morning for Sunday Poor. Me and Aunt getting a horn. Got a lot of things to talk about. Anything in the aftermath of uh, the Super Bowl. Any final thoughts on the NFL season? We got a little baseball. Mookie Betts got traded. James Paxton, sir, we'll discuss these things. Ant has, it's been busy, a busy little beaver. And he is going to uh, give his State of the Union address. Curious to see what kind of nonsense he could spout out about the current state of politics in our country. So we will be, um, that's something to look forward to. If, if you don't tune in normally, that's something you should probably check out. So we'll see how loaded we can get him tonight. We got a new beer. I don't want to make that like a thing, but there's a reason. I'm gonna be, if, I, if I'm going to be having a beer every week, I can't be saying, oh, a bu- I'm having a butt and a gym beam. I can't be doing that every week. I got to at least mix up the beer if I'm going to be drinking the same brown all the time. So that's going to do it for a one-way conversation. Have a great fucking day. Be careful on those roads. They're just a little wet. They're not icy. It's not dangerous. We're all good. Don't take any shit from anybody. I'll talk to you uh, next week on one-way conversation. Check out Sunday Poor tomorrow.